Odie. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, I watched the video because like, I was just like, yo, like, this is, like, one of the, like, you know, one of, the, like, the best, like, the most iconic times. Like, all of them are they're yeah. all together. Ten-minute posse cut. Posse cut. Yeah. Terry Richardson, the nasty man, mm. is there um, <laughs> being a photographer and everything yeah. like that, right? But, like, they're all just, like, spitting. And yeah. I want to know who you think, like, who you think has some of the best verses on Um, that? I think, so... Frank gets the most attention because it's so subtle. Yo. It, it's like, you know, it's a given. It's a given. Sipping but his juice. Sipping his juice, right? Looking at his watch. Iconic. Yeah. Um, but Damo went off too. Damo went crazy. Damo Genesis went crazy. And Earl went nuts. I think Earl, Earl went yeah. crazy. Earl has the best verse, but my favorite verse is Tyler's verse to end it. Oh, that, that ends it off? Because he's breaking down like how our future got yeah, started and yeah, shit. Yeah. And I was like, yo, this is... This is dope, and it's like because you know they have the the the, the track playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Everybody like obviously knows their verses, and they're just like performing. They, they're like, wait a second, and then like they just jump into it. Yeah. I was like, yo, this is fucking yeah. swaggy. This it, is it's dope. fucking dope, and I wish you know. Obviously, I'm cool with how shit played out now because we get them in off branches, and we get to see what they're doing individually in their own way. But um, them as a collective, I wonder what that would even look like now if they was to do some shit now. Bro, together. I think. I think you don't know it's funny as as difficult as like uh, Wu Tang is portrayed. The fact that they can still like tour sometimes, yeah, yeah, is impressive as hell to me. I think getting all those motherfuckers for our future together that would be the hardest. That thing would be very ever, bro. tough. If I could just get five of them, if I could just get five of them to do some shit together, that's all I'm asking. Yeah, like I just think that like they and because I think like they've reached heights higher than, and I'm not saying they're bigger. I'm just saying like like a lot of Wu Tang members say they didn't get what they deserved yeah. financially. Yeah. A lot of our future members have like exceeded expectations of like what they want to do with like a lot like because they were affiliated with it, mm-hmm. right? So I think a lot of them like have demands and they're just like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Like, I'm, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's, I think it's so much harder to get them. But um as long yeah. as they but as long as they're in a good spot um as far as like with each other, then anything could happen. Yeah, because I, I do think I think they're they're like all of them are like cool, but it's just mm-hmm. like you know like they were like this is what we did when we was kids. We're not yeah, kids yeah. I, but I would just love to see the mature version of that. Like, you and and, and you mentioned um you mentioned Tyler has his festival shit. He could close yeah, it out with a bang, bro. He could just oh have them all God. come out. And perform OD. Yeah, oh, man. he could just have them all come out. Like yeah, maybe three, four of them. You know, I'm not yeah. asking for much. Right. Welcome to Rap in Order, the interrogation of a hip hop album, where we take some of the culture's most beloved hip hop albums. Put them on the stand, see if they stood the test of time. Now let's see who we got on the stand today. Welcome to another episode of Rap in Order. I'm First Class Reg. I'm Tori and B. And today we're here to get into the this album is um I was really excited when you named this because uh, I didn't listen to this in real time. Okay. So um I just knew I knew about Damo Genesis obviously, but I didn't um I didn't really get into his shit because you know he's from the our future fame if you if you guys don't know mm-hmm. um and so 
in Odd Future, you kind of have names that came up way before Domo Genesis would come up. Mm-hmm. You obviously had Tyler. You had uh, you had Frank. You had um, Earl. Um, you had all these people in the mix, in the fold, and the people that they would work with that would come up before Dom Gen- Domo Genesis would come up. People mm-hmm. would bring up Vince Staples before they brought up Domo Genesis. Right, and, he, and Vince isn't really... Yeah, and um, he's not no, OF, right. yeah. yeah. Um, so... <clears throat> he was kind of just on the back burner. I know he had released a project called Rolling Papers maybe two years before this project that we're getting into. And um, and that one was like, eh, people was like, eh, I don't really know. Like, we see the we see the potential, whatever. But then No Idols came out and he paired himself with Alchemist and there was more emphasis on his bars and on his rapping. And, um, and I think the production really brought that out, mm-hmm. which, you know, you guys have come to have come to know. Um how good Alchemist is at that. Like, Alchemist is really good at bringing this out of the rappers. Um, You know, whatever it is that they're trying to tap into, like, he pairs with them, and the chemistry is just insane, you know? Um, And it's no different for this project. And so recently, the project has resurfaced on... They kind of did, like, a relaunch because now it's on streaming, and they released, like, merch with it and all this other stuff. They kind of put all this extra funding back into the album and gave it a facelift essentially. Um, and when you listen to it now, I promise you, outside of a few references here and there, you would not be able to tell that this project is over ten years old um, because it has. And you walk into the fold of the album, right? And you have features on here from all these people that are still prominent today, with the exception of maybe one or two. Prodigy. Yeah. Rest in peace, the prodigy. Um, but you got you got Freddie on here. You got Tyler, obviously. You got Earl. You got Action Bronson. Um, you got Vince Staples, who's only managing to get better at this point in his career, taking his rapping more serious. Um, and then, obviously, production was all handled by The Alchemist. Mm-hmm. Um, when was your first listen to this album, and how did you feel? My first listen to this album was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend hit me up and was like, hey, have you listened to this new Damo Genesis project? It's all produced by Alchemist. And she said that she was in the house and it made her make ugly faces. Mm-hmm. The bars were so good. And I was like, really? And she was like, yeah. Like, there's a song in here with, like, Prodigy. Like, it must be, like, a verse that, like, um, Alchemist had. Mm-hmm. So, like, immediately I listened to it while I'm cooking dinner. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I go in the group chat. Like, yo, I hear Donald Genesis' new project. Mm-hmm. No Idols. And then, like, Danny's like, yo, I'm going to check it out. And then Reg comes in and is like, that album came out. And I mean, that project came out in 2012, T. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, this is new. Like, this shit don't sound like 2012. And then, like, I, like, went and, like, Wikipedia it. And I saw that it was a re-release. And I really enjoyed this project. Um, it was a really good listen. I, because, you know, Damo Genesis is, like, lower on the totem pole of the the the, the, the chopping block of... Uh, future, I just never really gave him like a shot. Yeah. Um, like him and Casey Veggies are very talented, but yeah. I just never thought to like dive into them. Like I had Tyler, I had Earl, and I had Frank. Like oh, and I had Sid. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, all right, that's that's all I need, mm-hmm. you know. So diving into this project, it kind of like gave me like a you know a a newfound respect for Damo, like because this project came out in 2012. I listened to it in 2023, and like I thought it was brand new. Yeah. So to me, like that tells you like all right. This project stands the test of time, so it tells me that lyrically, like he is like a very should be like a well respected MC, mm-hmm. and that tells me that Alchemist is a fucking dog, yeah, yeah, dog when it comes to production, mm-hmm. like that's that's the epitome of timeless right there. So yeah, like that that was my takeaway from it. I 
I just started like living with this project two weeks ago, and I just said, "Yo, we should do this rapping on it. Yeah. We should give it give it a listen and just just dive into it." And I jump, and I couldn't jump faster at the opportunity because it's such an enjoyable listen. Um, like I said, outside of a few. Uh, references here and there, like when you listen to Ty- some of Tyler's music on here or some of his uh, wordplay and his lyrics on here, it's super dated. Like he he makes references to, um, he's like, oh, I, I'm rapping now. I think this is on um, the title track, No Idols. He says, like, oh, I'm rapping now. Um, uh, if I don't make it before I'm 23, I'm 21 now. If I don't make it before I'm 23, I'm done or whatever. And I'm like, hmm. All right, you know, and then you hear how in his bag Tyler is now with rapping, and he doesn't he doesn't have that same angst like how he does on this album. Did you did you hear like what what caused like the, the turnaround for him? No, he had. Oh oh, I think I did, but yeah, go ahead. He said that he was having a conversation with Pharrell, and Pharrell was like, "Yo, like if you learn how to like actually like do song structure, and like make a record, like you will be like amazing." So Tyler like got all these books. Mm-hmm. And like learned how to like make I did hear that crossover records yeah. and like make and like song structure yeah and like take things seriously. It's like Pharrell was like, "Yo, get rid of all that silly shit you be doing." Like yeah, so people could take you seriously as a musician because everything for Tyler was self taught. Like he mm-hmm. was just like he is kind of like genius in a sense that like he was able to like um, recreate Neptune's beats off off of listening or from ear. Pretty much, yeah. And Pharrell was just like, "Yo, like you are." talented as hell if you actually learn music you'll be even better yeah and 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 pharrell was right Mm -hmm. and um and i remember tyler said something to the effect of because i think we probably got this from the same place um uh was it the hulu doc that you watched yes yeah so like in the hulu doc um tyler tyler talked about he was basically like all right People actually know me from being silly more than they do my music he was like all right i gotta stop that like no more being silly at least for like a year while I just lock in and study up on this shit that that I got that I got to study up on, and it paid off because mm-hmm. and if you need any comparison or any proof of that, his verses on this album will give you the proof you need because mm-hmm. you listen to these verses on this album and then you listen to what he has now or what he's putting out now, the intent the intent behind his music now is just completely different. Right. Like his voice, his structure, everything, his flow. He sounds a lot better, but um, in the fold of this album, like um, so we didn't know, you know, you go into it not knowing much about Damo Genesis. Why do you think that is? Like, why do you think that was intentional? Like, well, I gave Rolling Papers a shot, and I mm-hmm. just wasn't, I wasn't. A fan you gave of it a shot back then, yeah. Okay, and I just it just didn't sell me. Like, I was like, all right, Wiz Khalifa also has an album called Rolling Papers. Yeah. I guess I just went into it with doubt. Mm-hmm. And like I just I guess in twenty two in twenty twelve I had so much music to get to mm-hmm. I didn't feel like Damo Genesis was somebody I needed to dive into I'll be yeah. honest with you that's yeah. that's that's a better response mm-hmm. I had so many other options in twenty twelve that I didn't have a chance to get to it so I obviously like now what is it uh, like eleven years later mm-hmm. now like I've listened to everything I listened to a lot of the music I mm-hmm. want to listen to so now I I was actually able to listen to this like with an open mind mm-hmm. and be like oh shit I missed out <laughs> yeah. yeah um and I and you know we won't we won't get it all the time right but yeah. it's it's nice when we do and especially when it's this old like you go back to some shit and you listen and it's like damn and now I thought about it too like what the hell what happened to Space Ghost Perk yo bro like he was beefing with Rocky and them and like it just seemed like I think the 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 masses chose ASAP Mob. Well, 
And I think like he's just like because I know like he's still he's still he's still making music and he still has like his cult following. Mm-hmm. But I just think that the masses chose ASAP Mob, and I think the industry chose ASAP Mob. Yeah, and you know he had like a lot of like um, outside problems, and I think like he just got pushed to the side, and mm-hmm. like now his voice is just smaller. Like outlets don't pick up shit that he says. Like, yeah, they, like there's been a few times where like him and Rocky will make up, or like then they will fall out and sub each other. But mm-hmm. like he's not even like on a bill for festivals. Yeah, I don't see him at nah. all. Like when I saw his name on the revisit of this, I was like, oh shit. Forgot all about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder how he's doing. But getting into this actual album, um, we've already mentioned some of the superstar, like the people that are still prominent today that are on this album, like mm-hmm. Gibbs and um and and Bronson and Tyler. Um, what are some of your favorite takeaways from here? Elimination Chamber. Ooh. Obviously, you know I'm a huge wrestling fan, so amazingly mm-hmm. hearing Jim Ross's voice come over the track <laughs> just just caught my attention. And then me, um, I'm not sure if they have a video for this, but I just envision like the elimination elimination chamber match, mm-hmm. and each MC getting ready to come to the ring and like rap their verse. Mind you, Action Bronson killed everybody on this one. Yes, he did. I like I feel that way. Um, power <laughs> I ballad roll a joint like I'm a tumble arm. Yeah, power <laughs> ballad was my shit. Um. Me and my bitch, I enjoyed. Oh, that's the, a very, very underrated uh, weed song. Yeah, nobody talks about that. Yeah, um, the Daily News was dope. Um, no Idols, the title track actually, I think, is the best track on the album. Mm-hmm. And Drugs Got Me Spiritual, oh, featuring Remy Banks. Shout out to Remy Banks. Yeah, um, I actually really enjoyed that one. I like that one a lot. Um, Drugs Got Me Spiritual is very uh. It has this very this like real old school feel to it, old school but like new school feel in a sense. That's why like I pictured um I could hear Joey Badass on here because mm-hmm. the production alone. I could hear Nas on here to kind of tie in very that that back. old school yeah, yeah that old school feel. Um yeah that was a that was a great way to 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 um to close this out and that was and it's a re release track. Cause it wasn't on the original. Mm. Yeah, that one is a re-release track. Okay. Yeah, and it, it sounds incredible. Uh, and you know, I think the ones that you named, I really like. Mm-hmm. Fuck everybody else, which is the second track. Hard. Okay. Yes, it is. Od, like I really like that one. All alone. The the sample grunts that sound like they straight out of a kung fu movie um, is really good. The transparency is great. Um, Advocating my advancing my position, he said. Advancing my position feel like a solo competition. Um, I thought that was a dope bar. And you can just tell, like when you listen to the photo of this album, it sounds like he has a lot of built up aggression or actually like frustration because of how his first project was received and his place in um in Odd Future, I mm-hmm. think, was probably something that really fucked with him too. Right. Um that's something that's gonna happen though. Yeah. Like, if if anybody knows like the history of like Wu Tang or um um the Dungeon family, like that happens. Like mm-hmm. there's gonna be like four of y'all that's gonna get like pulled up mm-hmm. and then the rest of y'all gonna fall by the wayside because the cycle's gonna overlap you. Cause you know what I'm saying? Like it's like, all right, those four people wanna come out and get their projects and get all the, the fan love and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, it's gonna be a demand for the group project again. And then it's like when is my soul project? And it's like pretty much everybody if you think, if you look at collectives, like outside of the Dungeon Family, Dungeon Family actually did pretty pretty well. Yeah, right. But like, if you look at the Our Future and Wu Tang, it's kind of similar. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. They have one oddball producer that brings like these these gang of like motley crew of misfits together, and they're all talented and like bring all of these different like elements of creativity to the table. Yeah. Um, and things just you know just just go off go off the rails. It's um till the angels come. It's crazy. That's the one that features Freddie and um and Prodigy. It's crazy how current that sounds. Yo. Freddie Gibbs sounds exactly Bro, the same. Yeah, he does. And, yeah. and and again, like I never knew that I needed to hear Freddie Gibbs and Prodigy on the yeah. track. Yeah, yeah. That's um, actually I forgot. I, like I don't know. I like I skipped that one, but shit, that's one of my favorite tracks as mm-hmm. well. I think it, there's something about there's something about Prodigy where I mean not Prodigy, but there's something about Alchemist and his relationship with these rappers that that really is important to the albums that he makes because. That's the only reason we have Gibbs and Prodigy on this album together. Mm-hmm. It's because of their relationship individually with Alchemist, and um, and it's just important because you know around this time, Alk was actually doing. This is when he started his run of doing collab projects. So like I think 2010 with a uh, Covert Coop mm-hmm. with uh with with um Currency. With Currency, that was like the first one of the first ones that he was like, yo, let's do this together, and I think. Rare Chandeliers came out after this project, and that's with him and Action Bronson. So it's like you can tell who his friends are. Yeah. Um. And and I think that's the authenticity of right. you know of and the him, rollouts. Him, him and Prodigy's relationship. Yeah. Him and Prodigy, their relationship. Like he he makes sure that people never forget about his relationship exactly. with Prodigy, and that's really important. I think that's dope. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that didn't work for you on here? I'll be honest with you, not really. Mm-hmm. Um. If I'm nitpicky, I think it was the feeling of the second or last song of the project, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but honestly, like, nah, like this, I was like, this was a very pleasant surprise to me, um, listeners and watchers. Um, hearing this project, like, I don't, I'll be honest with you, I'm gonna have a hard time with this rating because I don't even know how to approach this rating. Yeah. Because like it didn't reinvent the wheel. It just was a really good listen. It's just a great listen. And yeah. it's a really and it's a good project. And it made it like I knew I knew that Donald I know that Donald Genesis could rap, but I just mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of rappers that can rap that you don't pay any mind to, yeah. or you just feel like there's no significance. Yeah, and this project proved me wrong, so I gotta reevaluate my fandom of this young man. I wonder if this means um, there's a resurgence for him that's about to happen because he's so. been quiet. Yeah, there's no you don't you don't just relaunch a project like this from over ten years ago without there being a follow up plan. You know. I agree. So I want to see what follows up. I want to see what they're going to do after this. Because not only did they relaunch this project, they put merch with it. Mm-hmm. So at the very least, there's going to be a show or something that comes I out I think to follow coming. this up. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I was very pleasantly surprised when you look at the Odd Future Fold, to be honest, the people that we see all the time, they just stick out like sore thumbs. Like they just, they just pop out. Like to think, our future, and you think, uh, Sid, and um, you know, you got Taco. Taco. Taco is on um Dave. Yeah, he's on Dave. You know, he he's was, an actor he was, now. He was in that movie with um Jonah Hill and Lauren London. Yeah, and um, yeah, playing Eddie Murphy's son. Like he's seeing just, Taco be mature is mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, he's not. He don't even go by Taco anymore. <laughs> he he go by his real name. Yeah. Um. So yeah, man, this was I, I was very very surprised, very pleasantly 
this is a very pleasant listen. Nothing like how I remembered it. Maybe because in that time frame, it just didn't stick out that much. Like it was great, but it didn't stick out that much because mm-hmm. we had a lot of music like it. But then what stands out about it so much is that it's over 10 years old. Like mm-hmm. I can't get over that. You know? Bug me out. Um, Earl also stands out to me that Earl doesn't rap like this anymore. He don't he don't rap like this. I like anymore. I miss Lil Caesar Earl. Yeah, yeah. He don't rap Dread like this Earl, no more. Yeah, Dread Earl a little different. He's different. He's different. I mean, I always give Earl a listen. I'm not the biggest fan of Earl, but I always give him a listen just based off of when he had the Lil Caesar. Like yeah. I still listen to him. Um, but he sounds amazing on here, and I think you can even tell when you hear him on songs back then the kind of stock that they were putting into him. Because mm-hmm. it, it was still like very much like, oh, Free Earl, that's when he was like, nobody knew where he was. Yeah. His, yeah. Mom, his mom just sent him to like a camp. Yeah. yeah. And um, they was like, yeah, free, some shit. free Earl, Free Earl, whatever. And um, But him as an MC online was like a, a tall tale. Like everybody talked about how nice he was. Um, So even when you listen to him on this project, like you get that, like you get that, you kind of feel his significance. You remember Tyler said that uh, Earl is better than Illmatic. Yeah, yeah. See, with shit like that. Yeah, that caught my attention. Um, Tyler gave an explanation why he would say that. He was like, I wasn't. He said 1994. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. He said, Mm -hmm. I know what I'm doing now, so I can just say that. Uh, And he was, and the, the reason why it was a line was because Earl Sweatshirt made. Earl when he was 17, Nas made Illmatic when he was 17. So mm-hmm. that was a comparison, ladies and gentlemen, just for reference. So he was saying that Earl at 17 is a better rapper than Nas when he was 17. So that's that's what Tyler's, um, com- like his, his you know, what his stance was. Yeah. And people were upset. <laughs> yeah. Of course they would be. But yeah. that's that's kind of what, that's what, our, that's what our future is like. Money was. Like, like they live with that frustration of making older people upset. You know what's interesting to me about that? Um, when you break down lyrics from rappers around 94 and 95, right? Like, we talked about this on Ready to Die. Like, it was like shock value. So, like, Nas, Biggie, and Big L all had, like, these, like, really crazy, like, out there verses. Like, mm-hmm. there was a verse about, like, uh, when I was 12, I went to hell for slapping Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I stabbed my teacher in the face with a number two pencil. Like, mm-hmm. these, like, very, like, gory shock value verses right mm-hmm. and there's no and like that's pretty much what our future does but it's just that like these dudes were like street dudes on the corner but the our future kids were like skaters yeah and like hipsters but and shit i so. think also what plays into it though was that they were at the forefront of internet culture yeah so it's like you saying these shock value things and trolling was like not yeah. as much of a thing as it was when they started I doing agree. when they were doing it it's just i guess to me like i think that people don't take into account that like Nas, Biggie, and Big L, and those guys, um, when they first came out, they were all teenagers as well. Mm-hmm. It's just that what their lifestyles were a little bit different because, like, they had to grow up a lot faster. They, mm-hmm. they even look more mature. Yeah. Like, when people told me that Nas was 17 when he made Elmatic, and you look at Nas, he doesn't look 17. Yeah. Like, like, Nas is, like, a handsome man, and, like, he doesn't look older. Like, he doesn't look like... He doesn't. He doesn't look like a kid when he was seventeen, mm-hmm. right? But like when you look at our future, like they look like children. They look like kids. They yeah. look like they're in high school. Yeah. So I guess like that's also the difference. But like, you know, I think like when the comparisons are made, like some people just feel like, oh, this is blasphemy. But like, the, like rappers were 
around the same age as these guys at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that's just like when we hear the stories about Big Punch um, taking a super soaker around New York City and spraying people with water guns. Yeah. Like, they were pranksters and stuff like that, too. It's just that the internet didn't exist. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's actually the key. That's, that's key. Um, and that's exactly why. And I think they used that to, like, they saw how upset it got people. Like, they saw the level that Eminem was doing it, but Eminem wasn't using the internet to do it. Yeah. He would just do it, you know, like, go. he would use, TRL would be his outlet to do those type of things. <laughs> yeah. Like, MTV would be his outlet to do those things. And... Tyler and all of these guys, they were they were hopping on blogs. They were um they were at they were actually active. They were visible in New York. Like mm-hmm. they would go to different places in LA and everywhere. They would actually hit the streets and do these things. And that's what made them more captivating and more interesting in that yeah. way. Remember, um, um, remember that tweet that Tyler put out where he fun? was like he was like, How the fuck am I fucking with your self esteem? Just turn off the oh, computer. Oh yeah, turn the computer off. Yeah. <laughs> It's your yeah, it's your computer. Like yeah, it was a cyber bully. He was like, yeah, yeah I'm on cyber bully. Like turn the turn turn your computer off. You stupid. <laughs> Go outside. Like, and it seems so simple, but it's not, yeah. it's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it is what it is. But hmm, don't want to hear you rate this album. You have been you've been thinking about it, or is there anything else you want to get to? Nah, um, I don't. I can't. I give this project three and a half waffles out of five. Wow. What? Okay. Continue. Um, like I said, to me, this album is brand new. Mm-hmm. So, like, only thing that I can really say to you is that, like, all right, this album came out 11 years ago. It absolutely stood the test of time, right? But I'm just like, something's missing here. And maybe it's because it doesn't get the acclaim. Okay. And, like, maybe, like, this re-release will help that. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, like, something's missing here where, like, it went over and everybody missed it. Like, it can't be me. Like, and like maybe, like, it's just a good listen. And some projects are just good listens. That doesn't mean, like, it has to be, like, some, like, you know what I'm saying, the, the recreation of the wheel or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Because if I think back to projects that came out in 2012, it wasn't, like, I don't, and I really have to think about this, I wouldn't put it in, like, the top 10 of 20, I put it in the top 20 of 2012 releases. Okay. Like, okay, okay. Do you enjoy this project more than Habits and Contradictions? Good no, Q? No. Okay. Um, yeah, there was a lot of projects that yeah, came out. You know, you got Good saying. Kid, you got Life is Good, um, Habits and Contradictions, Schoolboy Q. Rap Music by Killer Mike. You know how much I love that project. Yeah. Forever right. and a Day, Forever and a Day, Big Crit. That was a big yeah, project forever for me. Forever and a Day by Big Crit. Dreams and Nightmares by, by Meek Mill. Rich Forever by Rick Ross came out that year. Mm-hmm. Babyface Killer by, by, by Freddie by Gibbs, Gibbs came out that year. Um, Based on a True Story two by 2 Chains came out that year. Mm-hmm. Shit, T.I. Troubleman, Joey Badass's 1999 came out that year. Um... What else do we have? Oh, God Forgives and I Don't came mm-hmm. out by, by Ross that year. He, yeah, that's right, because um, Rich Forever should have been the album. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, man. Like um, Future put out his debut album, Pluto, that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It, like uh, Self Made 2 came, came out that year by MMG. This, Mike is, Tyson. this is better than Self Made 2. This is okay, cool. Yeah, I was just, okay. Is, yeah, yeah, still is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What I'm just saying is, is that, like, um, if I had to rank it for those albums, I would say it's number eleven out of out of ten for me from those projects that came out in twenty twelve. That's all. Okay. That's um, all. Yeah, Chief Key finally rich came out that year too. Woo! And that was Man. my shit. Yeah. Yes. Um, I just think I think it's really refreshing that uh it's cool when 
when reissues work like this because I think that's the intent of reissues is to get new fans, it's to kind of perk ears up and get some um introduce people to some shit that they might have missed. Mm-hmm. The fact that this sounds so new and fresh 11 years later, it speaks to the music. Um I think back then a lot of things go into fact. A lot of things got to be factored in. One, he's not the marquee player for Odd Future and never was. Right. He got a lot, you know, he has a lot of people at the forefront. You know, you got Tyler, uh, Frank Ocean. Like, it's, it's fucking Frank Ocean, you know? Um, I, have one, I have one other thing to say. What's up? I realized something. I have to fix this. Four out of five waffles, ladies and gentlemen. First time I've ever retracted my rating. Right? Also, he is the jizzer of Odd Future. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that. He's I'm the jizzer of Odd Future. Yeah. Um, four out of five is actually what I was gonna give it. Okay. I so, had to yeah. fix it. I really thought about it. I was like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm basically being a gatekeeper here. What the fuck? And I had to fix that. Oops. Yeah, so I'm comfortable with giving this a four out of five. It it just it checks off everything for me. It checks off everything. It sounds new. It's refreshing to hear him rap like this. Um, this is everything. It encompasses everything that we go into a revisit hoping for yes. on Rap in Order. Um, we go into it looking to see how some shit holds up. Looking to see the defaults, whatever. Looking to pick shit apart and just get to the meat and potatoes and see what's good and what's not. And with this is a pleasant surprise because it holds up 11 years later. Um, it makes me excited for, to see what comes for Damo Genesis in 2023. Um, because I know there has to be a follow-up plan. You know, I'm already an Alchemist fanatic. So whatever he's going to put, it looks like they're actually putting stock into this, new stock into this. Um, and I think this is the time for Damo Genesis to shine and to get new, new, um, new eyes and ears because... You know, our future is a thing of legend now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's actually cool that he came from the fold of that, and now he can speak to his own legacy and carve out his own his own you know legacy. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm cool. I'm cool with giving this a four out of five. Um, I would definitely, I highly recommend revisiting this album. Um, it, it's such a good listen. Um, on all fronts, all the features are great. You know, um. Like, subscribe to the channel. Let us know what you think of this album. I'm First Class Reg. I'm Tori and B. We out of here. Catch you guys next time. Let's see who we got on the stand. These today. are their stories. Dun dun.